Hello, and welcome to Life Tips, the show where we give you tips on how to live your stupid life. I am your host, one out of two, a.k.a. Micah. And I am your host, two out of two, Owen. You sure are number two. Just kidding, you're not. You sure are number one. There's no number, like... Yeah, we're eight. Number one and number two would be like, if you call somebody number one or number two, you're either calling them urine or fecal. Is there a number that's not insulting? Like, number three, it's like, you didn't make it to number one or two. It's it's even worse. I always felt bad for thing two, because he wasn't, he just wasn't thing one, you know? Yeah, always living in thing one's shadow, huh? Yeah. Now, here's what I've been wondering. I've been wondering a lot of things lately, actually. And sometimes I have thoughts about things, but I don't always vocalize them here on this podcast because they don't always uh, make it to the forefront of my mind when I'm doing this because they're not always the most interesting thoughts. But I think that it would be a shame to just let them fall through the cracks, as it were. So I have some some thoughts. Right. I'm wondering some things. What are you wondering? Well, for one thing, what goes on inside a microwave? No one knows that. You stick it in there, and then you pull it out, and your food's hot. Well, I think... think um, you know, they made some microwaves that were bigger, you know, they were, like, big enough to fit people in, so then people could go inside them, and then they could uh-huh. actually, they could actually see what goes on inside. Yeah. Wouldn't that be dangerous, though? Because I thought there was, like, I've heard of stories of people, like, putting, like, cats in the microwave, and they explode and stuff. Well, that's what, I think that's what cannibals do. They put the people in microwaves. Uh, they're modern cannibals. Civilized. But, but the thing is, too, is that these cannibals that have uh, human-sized microwaves, the people that go in there, those are the only people that actually know what goes on inside a microwave. But the shame is that they are microwave. First, and then they. Well, what, a, what about the ones that live to tell the tale? You know, they come out of the microwave and then they can say, hey, this is what actually goes on inside a microwave. Well, I haven't heard of such a thing yet. Yeah. There have been no known cases of this. Uh, here's another thought. Right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, li- I'm, all, I'm all ears, as they say. Okay. Why. Does Garfield hate Mondays? He doesn't have a job. He doesn't go to school. It should just be like any other day. Well, it's just something about Mondays. You just you can't like them. You think Mondays are like a universal thing that before, you know, you know, even civilizations that don't necessarily recognize the 7-day week they still, on that particular day, always always feel that. that. That might be the case, but, like, it also could be true that, you know, most people, like Garfield, 
is one of the few that doesn't have to work on Monday, but most people have to work on Monday, and they have off Saturday and Sunday, which are the two days which actually come before Monday. And because they have off Saturday and Sunday, Garfield can enjoy time with his friends on Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday comes, and he doesn't like Monday because he can't hang out. Garfield doesn't have any friends. Right, I didn't think about that part. Anyway, I just think that I've plotted, spotted the major plot hole in the whole Garfield franchise, and now it should be coming down, crumbling from its shoddy foundation. I'm coming after you, Jim Davis. I'm going to start a Kickstarter where it's like, let's put Jim Davis out of business and give me some money. Because Garfield, like, Garfield favors other days over Monday when Monday never did anything to hurt Garfield. Exactly. It's uh, mm. equality for all days, really. Honestly, Monday is not even my least favorite day. It's Tuesday. Why? I don't know. It's just worse somehow. Yeah, I feel bad for all those Mondays, but I still don't like them. Well, I think that there's three things that are inevitable in life, according to Benjamin Franklin. Death, taxes, and Mondays. So what are we talking about this week? Oh. Well, I guess we're not talking about Mondays anymore, huh? Yeah, because it's nearly Tuesday. Well, okay. Here's a, here's, I guess I have one more thought. That might be a good segue. Oh, by the way, do you ever have you ever seen the word segue spelled out? I always read it as Sieg. What's the deal with that? Sieg? Yeah, because it's spelled S-E-G-U-E. No way. Yeah. Yeah way. <laughs> I thought you were anyway. gonna say segue. <laughs> Never mind. Um anyway, no. I, I was my thought was Is that one of those things you ride on, a segue? I don't know. Anyway, so I took a picture of this bug earlier today. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it. But it's like, it's got like, it's a tiny little thing. It's got six legs. And it's got a, it's got a, it has a fuzzy butt. Got a fuzzy little butt. And I have no idea what it is. So what is this? I took a picture of it. Whoa, would you look at that? Let me describe this, guys, to you. Um, Mac has just showed me a picture that he took, and it's up on Instagram, mm -hmm. and it's it's of, like, a fuzzy little bug, and it's got, like, six legs, and it's got, like, a fuzzy butt. A fuzzy little butt. Do any of you know what that is, like, what I just described? I sure don't. But what do you think? about my photography skills. Oh, yeah. that's, that's where you're going. about today. Right. Photography. Photography. Well, I think you know what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So what I did to take that picture was I got out my $2,000 macro lens uh, 135 millimeter, right. and I put it on my Canon 1DX, 
which uh, will run you about it'll run you about four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars with a three year warranty. Right. So I mean, pretty standard. And so I took that. Um, oh, I also um, I have my seven hundred dollar uh, carbon fiber tripod that I set it on, and so I focused it. Um, took the picture, then I took it to my computer, ran it through uh, Photoshop, which cost like that $300, something like that, and then I tweaked all the levels and stuff like that, and then I emailed it to myself or my phone, and email's free, by the way, which is, yeah, anyway. Email yeah, to, to my to my iPhone, and then I put it into my Instagram app, put a couple filters on it, make it look like it's about 50, 60 years old, taken with an ancient Polaroid camera, and then I posted it on Instagram. So that was that was my process with that. It was pretty easy. Like it was a pretty simple, you know. Yeah. You like know what, Michael? Step process. Yeah. You know what I you know what I think. Uh-huh. I've, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of upset um, with the world today. Um, yeah. Because people don't take photography seriously. Oh no. And there's so many people out there that think they know all the tips. You know they know right. they know everything about how to take a photo, and they all think they're artists because everyone can have an iPhone and just take a picture and put it up somewhere. You know, and they all do it wrong. Yeah, you know, they don't. Well, they don't. They don't have the knowledge that we have. Yeah, I was uh I was at a wedding not that long ago, and I saw somebody uh using a camera and it was like taking pictures, and. And they were using a, a Nikon 3200. Oh and my god! And I was goodness. like, "What are you? What are you? What What are you doing with that toy? Trying to? What are you? You trying to make pictures for your recycle bin? Directly to recycle, please. Yeah, my goodness. Well, that's a shame. I, was he just? What was he doing? I bet he was shooting JPEG. I bet you that's what he was doing. Are you kidding me? He doesn't shoot in raw. No, I just I just would not be surprised, honestly. See, I always see. I'm I'm quite a photographer myself. I like to take a lot of pictures of of dogs. I'm a dog photographer. Oh yeah, dogs. Yeah, that's what I specialize in. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, what kind of what kind of photos of dogs? Like, um, more candid uh, or. Well, I like to do the close-ups, you know, uh, dog families. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to just go out and and take random photos of random dogs. You know, I usually have appointments right. set up so I can, I can do it right. Uh, but um, I always shoot, I always shoot raw, of course. Right, of course. Uh, because and every single photo needs to be raw because you know. You don't you don't know which photo is going to be the one you know right yeah um, and it just gives raw shooting raw just gives you that extra you know um, right. extra data on your photo to work with and you can just mm-hmm. make a picture even more beautiful 
And the great thing is with Raw, like, not only do you not have to get the exposure exactly right, and you don't have to get the white balance exactly right, but also you can, with, like, a, like a 1D or something like that, you get, like, 10 frames a second, and so it's just, like, you just fire, fire down on that, the shutter release and go cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, you know? Yeah. You're bound to get a good picture in there somewhere. Yeah, you just hold it down and take... Mm-hmm take 10 frames a second, say you hold it down for 3 seconds, that's 30 pictures you could choose from, all right. raw. Yeah. That's, but of course you're, you know, you're in manual mode all the time. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. So, the, yeah, I, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the dog photo. Have you started, like, is this a business uh, venture, or is it just for yourself? No, I don't, don't like to you know, tie myself down to too much, you know, responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think art is something that needs to be, you know, just felt. You know, right. it, just, it just happens, you know. You don't need preparation or something, you know. Just just let yourself mm-hmm. loose and take those pictures, you know. Just yeah. Well, it's it. like once you, once you uh, bring money into the equation, what is this? this that's not art. That's, no. Uh, I don't know what that is. That's That's... But photographic prostitution is what that is. Yeah, that's to put it lightly. I, I could use stronger words, but I don't. Yeah. Well, no. So, like, you know, I'll I'll call someone up and say, you know, how you doing, and you know, they'll invite me over, and then I'll see their dogs, mm-hmm. and oh, then I then I just I just let the creative juices flow. Right. So you're bringing all your camera equipment with you everywhere you go. Oh, then? I, yeah, always, always. Okay. So, uh, so what do you, what do you, what do you carry in there? Uh, yeah, I like the the carbon fat, you know, the the light tripods. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're just so they're so easy to yeah they're so easy to move around. Right. Um, and and you know when you have a camera and a tripod and mm-hmm. you know. Um, what are you shooting with? What my camera? Yeah. Why? No, I was just curious to oh. see if you're like gonna if you're able to take good pictures or not. You know. Oh, uh, I use uh, I use the uh, the Canon 60. Uh, oh, the 60. Yeah. So the, it's, it's the poor man's full frame, huh? It's 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 all right. I I like it because it's uh you know it's a bit more uh lightweight and uh. Uh huh. Okay. It it still shoots higher quality, but but uh. Well, I mean, higher quality than say like a T4i or a, a 3100 or something, maybe. Right, but but I I just do it as a hobby, you know. I'm not in, I'm not into it as much, you know. Do you ever shoot like, film? Like I said, I don't I don't shoot it for for a living or a job. I'm not not uh-huh. a foot, foot, photographic prostitute. You know. Yeah, there just got, has to be a certain point though where it's like, if you're not doing it well enough, is it worth it? Well, I suppose, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, maybe I'll let you get a get a get a uh, let you slide on the 6D. Um, what kind of lens you got? What kind of glass? Oh dear. Um, the kind of <laughs> the kind of glass. Um, yeah. I upgraded to a. Uh, are you smiling? You think you, you think you know more about uh, about what's best to shoot with then? No, I just I'm just curious to see how uh, 
what what you shoot with. Um, because like I mean, there's a certain amount of superiority uh, that you can feel, and it feels good to know that you uh, probably have better equipment and therefore take better photos than another person who also claims to be a photographer. Well, um, I, I, you know, the camera came with a standard kit lens there. Um, okay. And I was, I was like, you know, I can't. Garbage can, direct, please. Yeah, I can't, can't use the kit lens because that's the quality of a kit lens on any camera. You know, you just. Ring, you ring, ring. FedEx, can you please take this to the garbage can within 24 hours? <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. So I. I looked online, to, you know, for a few different lenses, and uh, I, I searched around, you know. Um, so right, right now, currently on on my Canon camera, I have an uh, an AF hundred millimeter lens. Uh, a hundred millimeter lens. What? What? What's the aperture? Uh, two two point eight. Okay. So so it's all right, um, and it cost me, you know, around a thousand dollars. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you just looking up stuff on the internet right now? No way. I just heard clicking. That's all. No, I didn't click anything. All right. Anyway, uh, getting beyond all this, all this gear talk, I'm sure our listeners just love to hear it. But um, getting a little bit past that, t- actually taking the photos of the dog. So you you do more like portraits, so like posed and everything. Right. So, uh, well, do you find it hard to communicate to these dogs, like, what kind of poses you want from them? Um, you know, I'll sort of just let them settle, you know, where where they, or they mm-hmm. like, you know, because um, I, like, I like taking, you know, natural photos and, you know, animals in the wildlife, you know, they, you know, had something beautiful about that, and you know me coming along and my artistic eye, you know, trying to trying to rearrange where they're sitting and stuff. You know, just let them be and you know take a beautiful picture right. on your own. That's what I say. Well, um, okay. Do you ever have them like at least wear like kind of like costumes or like funny hats or something like that? Like maybe oh. like a like a top hat, uh, like a bowler or, like... or something. Or if it's like Thanksgiving, having them wear like the like the buckle hats and and the and turkey ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like to do that. Um, you know, there's one one family I went around there, and mm-hmm. I happened to have my camera with me, and all their little dogs, you know, little white puppies and stuff. They're all sitting around the Christmas tree, and I and I was I was able to take some nice pictures there. Um, Something I like to do with my camera, you know, when I'm about to take a picture, uh, I tilt, I tilt the the camera about ten degrees there. Um, oh, so this is a this is a life tip then. This is life tip number one officially. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is a good tip. So when you're taking pictures, especially of dogs, you know, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you want to get that shot right, take your camera and turn it about ten degrees to. Maybe even 45 degrees, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When you turn your camera like that on the side, it gives it sort of like a like a skewed look, and you can yeah you can really feel like, it. I feel like you can take a, a picture of, of pretty much any object. Like it could just be like a book or something like that. But if you if you turn it like that, it's like 
instantly artistic. Have you ever seen that movie, Battlefield Earth? Battlefield? No, I haven't. With uh, John and John Travolta, uh, it's a it's it's a great example of how to use that effect really well. Right. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. So um, maybe we should get on to more um, life tips. Um, uh, well, I don't uh, do anything professionally, but one cool thing that's really important, um, it's the concept of uh, depth of field, which is where like one little thing's in focus and mm-hmm. then something else is out of focus. One really cool thing is if you just like zoom up on something really small, like a book, or a, or a table, and then you, like, focus in, and then you just have, like, one little sliver of just book that's in focus, and then the rest of it's out of focus. That's really cool. Yes, and then it really draws your eye to the one thing. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if it's, like, nothing there, it's still cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that you can do with that is go find some, like, just lights, like Christmas lights or something, and just make everything out of focus, and you'll end up with a big blurry mess. And that's really cool and artistic. Mm. Um, how do you feel about, say, like black and white? You mean just like you know, black and white filter? Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, you can, you can just, you just put that filter on there, and you know, right. makes any any picture come come to life as if it was if it was, right. a, was shot in the 40s or the 30s or you know, way back when. You can can make something uh, very believable. I'm going to try this right now. Okay, so I've got out my uh, my 1DX um, and a 35mm um, lens. And I'm going to take a picture of you right now. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, did you hear that? Yep. Very... Uh, uh, loud lens. That's how you can tell it's nice. It's the louder your camera is. Now um, I'm gonna right. put some like some processing effects on it. Um, and like right now the picture is, um, it's not bad, but it's it's in the the afterwards the development of it basically where it really starts to come to life. So I'm just taking it into. Photoshop and then Instagram and just applying some things to it. Um, so like uh, you can apply like a tilt shift blur which will make the things around it uh, really blurry and then I have like one thing like I'm gonna make your eye just be in focus and everything else be really blurry. I'm adding a vignette that will uh, make everything around on the edges dark and then the center it's not. Um, Put some color correction in there too. Yeah, boosting the contrast like crazy because it didn't really have any any contrast before. That really brings out the vivid colors. I like that. Um, if I since I forgot to make it um, 10 degrees or 45 degrees, um, I'm doing that afterwards. And so how do you how do you how do you uh, take care of the space that was you know when you tilted? You know, it, it crops it. Oh, it's nice. Nice. Yeah. And so then I'm going to use a black and white. A black and white filter? Yeah, black and white filter. And then here we go. Oh, man. 
That that is. See, I if I didn't know you done that, yeah. I I feel like I would have thought someone, you know, some Polish man took that on his his little Polaroid camera, you know, from way back when. Yeah, because we all know that the Polish were the best at taking Polaroid pictures. Um, so I'm gonna post this on Instagram. I'm gonna do hashtag Owen, hashtag the best, hashtag life tips for our podcast, hashtag YOLO, hashtag um, fun. Instagram, hashtag fun, hashtag photography, hashtag photography, hashtag hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. That's kind of an ironic statement on how much we all use hashtags. Yeah, Maybe but it's, it's funny. It'll get, you know, people will see that and they'll say, oh, my guy, he, he knows how to use hashtags. We yeah. should do a podcast on hashtags. We'll call it hashtag the podcast. Oh. And each episode will be devoted to a different hashtag. That's a, that's a genius. Yep. So I think that that about covers everything we possibly can talk about with photography. Yeah, so let's let's run over those few tips that we've given okay. people just so they have a good idea. So you want to spend a good bit of money uh, on your equipment oh, yeah. because if oh, you yeah. don't, um, there's there's probably no point in taking taking pictures because you're just you know what I mean. You're just lots of money. Yeah. But the money you get what you pay for, and if you're not paying a lot, then you ain't getting a lot. Um, and also, you know, you know, when you're taking those shots, remember focus and angle. Um, always tilt, always tilt your photos. Um, yeah. If something's not blurry in your photo, then you're doing it wrong. So just use that rule of thumb. And then also, filters yeah. are key. Um, yeah gotta be black and white or you gotta make the shadows blue or green or something like that you just gotta make it look like it was not taken today uh, that's what they do in all the popular movies like like transformers you know they you transformers know they, is a good example um, they use that color correction in all the all the shots yeah um uh, uh like the saw movies are a good example mm -hmm. uh yeah so those any, are yeah any black and white movie you know, yeah so like noir. yeah um so like bringing up baby that was a black and white movie wasn't it I think they did a colorized version of it mm. but that was probably black and white um but then they you know then they they stopped doing that for some reason and that's why like um Wizard of Oz you know wasn't as popular as it could have uh, been. Because they, you know, bring out all these colors, and the whole first part of the movie when Dorothy's on the farm and it's black the and white. The first part like, of the movie. Yeah, that's the quality in the movie, you know, with the black and white. And now, when, whenever she, whenever she, you know, goes into Ozland or whatever, you know, the the mm -hmm. movie quality just degrades. Uh, well, they should have made a stronger artistic choice just to keep it black and white. Yeah. That would have been that would have been the more artistic thing to do. But, you know, you live and you learn. Um, we uh, can't be uh, armchair quarterbacks. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. The Rolling Stone gathers no moss. You know, just all these all these things. Just Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Wizard of Oz was an old movie. 
and they didn't know how to make movies as well back then. Now they do. Now they know how to make movies better because we have Instagram. Um, yeah, so th those are some helpful tips, life tips, mm -hmm. um, and I hope I hope they were helpful. Um, and I, you know, Micah knows a lot more about cameras and photography than I do. Um, I'm not taking pictures of dogs, so I mean. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't have as as high a quality camera, so I definitely am going to take some of these these tips for myself. Yeah. Uh, and invest in some more because I have noticed, you know, my pictures on, you know, that I post. Yeah. They're just they're just not as comparable as you know someone who actually you know does take the time to yeah. to buy the right equipment. You um, really need to get a one D. I'll invest into one of them. And and uh, some owl lenses and and maybe some Zeiss. You know, just get better glass too. Mm. Well, thanks for those tips, there, Micah. And I hope yeah. uh, you know, hope, hope all those tips are helpful for for you listeners. Uh. And I guess I guess that pretty much covers it. That covers everything you need to know about photography. If you've got any other questions about photography, I don't know why you you would, because we did cover basically everything. Or um, anything. Or anything, yeah. Uh, if you need life tips on how to yeah. train your dragon, you know, it could be anything, you know. Uh, just give us a shout, and we'll uh, we'll do an, an episode on it. Were you were you disappointed when you saw How to Train Your Dragon and and found out that it wasn't just a list of tips on how to do it? They never really tell you how. Yeah, they just they just say how to train your dragon and they, then maybe about it. They should call it this is this is this is how this kid trained a dragon. Yeah. But it's like it's the it's. It never actually says. This is um, how you train your take dragon. Take care of it, feed it. You know, it doesn't ever right. say that. It's more like the story of a kid that trained his dragon. So if you want to know how to train your dragon, just send us a message and we'll let you know. Yeah, find us on Twitter or the Facebook or the Tumblr or the email. Or the so, iTunes. Or the iTunes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, join us next time um, for more tips on how to live. Life, life tips. How to live your stupid, stupid life. Life. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.